The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. When do we as a nation get fed up with the lack of justice towards those in power who have been able to just do as they wish? You know, kind of act on their own ways. When, when does that make us fed up? When does somebody on the right or somebody who is looking for justice, somebody who just wants liberty and small government and wants integrity to be held, when do they go, you know what? Someone like Hillary Clinton needs to actually get prosecuted. When does that happen? And I know it's, you know, innocent until proven guilty and all that stuff, but there's a lot of evidence. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. There is a lot of evidence out there of misdoings by the Clintons. Now, we've talked about Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein, very close with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton flew to his his pedophile sex island 27 times. And apparently, according to Eric Prince from Blackwater in his interview on uh, Sirius XM's uh, Breitbart Radio with Alex Marlowe, remember, go back a couple shows on our show. We actually played clips of that. He says Hillary Clinton went to that island a couple times, too. More than a couple, probably a handful. You know, so when do we start to go, uh, what were they doing and is justice ever going to be served? Now, apparently, William Barr is going to be the icebreaker, going to be the, the iceberg smasher as something to that effect that the uh, Overstock CEO talked about that we talked about last week. So something is coming down the pike, but... Is he really going to hold sway? Is he really going to persevere and make this happen? I mean, listen to what we just learned recently. The metadata in Hillary Clinton's emails contained a Gmail address with the name of a Chinese company, Carter Heavy Industries at gmail.com, according to documents released by the Senate committee. Jeanette McMillan, an attorney for the intelligence community, inspector general, told Congress that this email with the name of a Chinese company appeared to serve as a, quote, live Dropbox for all of Clinton's emails. McMillan told Congress that the Carter Heavy Industries email address in the Clinton email metadata was set up to receive a copy of every email sent and received as they were sent, even if the intended addresses were different. The Chinese got all of the emails. Hillary Clinton was forwarding them all. And then you're going, well, the Chinese had a Gmail account. Well, check this out. Does anyone not remember who checked out the servers? The hacked DNC servers wasn't the FBI. It was an organization called CrowdStrike. Come to find out, Google purchased CrowdStrike. The Gmail account, the same company, Google purchased CrowdStrike. I mean, does that not does that not say anything? I mean, so we know that it's the protection of Google 
is going to, especially connected to Hillary Clinton, you know that protection is going to extend wildly to her. I mean, Google executives have a blacklist on conservative sites. Steven Crowder's on there. Glenn Beck's on there. All these different people. In fact, what I just learned is Grabian is on there. And Grabian being on there is interesting because they are an aggregating website. They take video clips from cable news on either side. They're, they're not partisan. They don't pick left or right. But everybody in talk radio and television uh, punditry takes from that site. Because it makes them, it makes their job easier. They don't have to dig like I have to all over the place to find. It's a subscription-based website. They don't have to dig all over the place to find video clips. They can go right there and speed up the process of their show prep. Yeah, they're on there. And this is interesting too from the Gateway Pundit. No, no wonder Google execs cried when Hillary lost. They funded CrowdStrike, the experts behind the Russian hacker's story. The day after the 2016 presidential election, the leadership team at Google was caught crying at a company-wide meeting with one executive saying, we lost. Yeah, we talked about that. But then when you find out that they purchased CrowdStrike, um, that's an issue. I mean, Google, others invested $256 million into CrowdStrike. So... Do you think we're going to see those emails? But is, is she ever going to be brought to justice? It gets you wondering about things. It makes you wonder. I saw this thread. You know I've been very skeptical of the Seth Rich murder uh, conspiracy. I've talked about it lightly. Wasn't 100% sure. And, and maybe I'll read the thread. Maybe I'll go through the, through the data points in the thread that was sent to me that you will start to go, maybe there's something there. But when you start to think about the fact that the Russians didn't hack those emails, we know that. And then the investigation by our government into finding out who hacked it wasn't even handled by the FBI. It was handled by CrowdStrike, who Google funded. And if you remember back to our show where we went through the article that said social media giants, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, they all have people working within their ranks now that stem from the Clinton Global Initiative, that come from the foundation, that come from different campaigns, Kamala Harris's campaign, Clinton's campaign, Obama's Organizing for America. All those different things happened. And we're supposed to act like we're going to get, you know, uh, get a, a balanced view on things. So when do these things come to fruition? When do we actually get some sort of justice? Because one of the things that really got me was the fact that, you know, Epstein, oh, the guards fell asleep. Now we're learning that Epstein has injuries very uh, synonymous with strangulation. Of course, we heard he was screaming and hollering from his cell. One of the guards wasn't even an actual guard, but they were all asleep for three hours. Nobody checked on him. They took him off suicide. It's just none of that makes sense. And I don't want to go through the Clinton body count, but there is a history there. And when we get into that, I'm going to play a clip of some of the uh, some of the notable ones that somebody put together. And when you listen to it, a couple of them sound very eerily close to Jeffrey Epstein's death. Same methods. And so one has to wonder, um, were the Clintons 
You know, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein has an oil painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress, in the Monica Lewinsky stained blue dress, wearing red high heels, laying on a, ch- on a chair in the Oval Office. He has that in his mansion. The guy who went with him 27 times to Sex Island. And it's not like he doesn't enjoy the, a little energizer from here and there. Bill Clinton, the guy who... You know, he's got a long rap sheet of banging out people, including his intern in the resolute, you know, under the resolute desk with a stogie. Um, You think he wouldn't be down for tapping out an 18 year old or maybe one that kind of looked close to 18? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him at all. The guy's a dirtbag. He's always been a dirtbag. We've known that. But. Think about the turn of events that happened with Hillary Clinton. She goes for running for office. Let's not forget that she left people for dead in Benghazi as, as Secretary of uh, State, you know. Um, but they even get into, the, in the video clip, they even get into the fact that her run for Senate might be suspect with Robert Kennedy. But I don't know if I could tie that knot. But with her, she runs for office. The emails get leaked. She gets put under investigation and then up. Yeah, nothing to see here. We're all good. Yep. James Comey said she's fine and she's exonerated, even though that's not his position and his place to say so. But everything's all good. Hillary Clinton. Nothing to see here. Good old woman. She's just an old grandma, you know, knitting and crocheting and and worrying about her grandkids. You know, Bill Clinton's going to talk to Loretta Lynch on the tarmac. Talk about the grandkids, you know, right, right around the time the election was going on right around the time the investigation was happening. And so they, next thing you know, what we learned from Eric Prince from Blackwater being interviewed, once Anthony Weiner messed up and got his laptop taken and NYPD saw what was on that laptop, all the shadiness on there, they said, FBI, you better reopen that case right before the election. If you ever wondered why that was odd that that happened, that's the reason. Or we're going to dump all this stuff in the public eye. And a lot of it was Epstein related. And so what did they do? They reopened the investigation and then, yep, nothing to see here. Yeah, tied like a knot. Yep, James Comey exonerated again. Everything's fine. Let's go to election day. And then the company that investigates is CrowdStrike, owned by Google. And the Chinese email address that the Chinese were using, owned by Google. A Gmail account? And we're supposed to act like, ah, it's no big deal. Ah, she just, she didn't know any better. You know, yeah, she, you know, beat her devices into fine, you know, cocaine dust with hammers. You know, she clean her computer like with a cloth? Like with a cloth? I don't know how to use blackberries and blueberries because I have, you know, I've got four phones. It's amazing. They make us look like freaking idiots. They think we as Americans are completely stupid. They get up there and do these things. Oh yeah, you know, he just he hung himself in in the in the cell where there's nowhere to hang yourself because it's a one it's a one person bed. There is no bunk. The guy's 6 feet tall and he's going to hang himself from a bed sheet designed to not carry but so much weight because they're trying to avoid people committing suicide in the same facility that El Chapo was in. And yet it's Epstein who 
gets offed magically when the guards were sleeping and one of the guards wasn't even a guard. The cameras were turned the wrong way. I mean, do you see why we're questioning this? So check out this video someone put together, and it really kind of stuck out to me, especially the James McDougal one, because I remember these incidents. I was old enough to remember the entire Clinton uh, presidency and all the shadiness going into it and all the shadiness going around it. And remember, Bill Clinton actually funded his his reelection off of Chinese money. He actually, oops, up, oh, Los Alamos, nuclear secrets. Oh, the Chicoms got it. Oh, darn. God, what? Yeah, Bill Clinton let that happen. Oh, wow, Bill Clinton's running for office months and months, fully funded before anyone could run against him. How did that happen? Oh, Chinese money. So, yeah, check out this clip. Remember John F. Kennedy Jr.? He was declared the frontrunner for the New York Senate seat back in 1999. Days later, his plane crashed into the Atlantic Ocean, and his rival, Hillary Clinton, was elected senator. Mary Mahoney was a Clinton White House intern. She knew enough of the inner workings of Bill's sexual advancements to be a star witness during the Clinton impeachment trials. She was brutally executed at a Starbucks she was managing in 1997. In 1993, White House counsel Vince Foster was found dead in Fort Marcy Park near D.C. He supposedly killed himself, and among a lengthy list of potential foul play, the bullet was never found. Then there's James McDougall, a key witness for White House prosecutors. He was serving his three-year sentence for bank fraud at the Fort Worth Federal Medical Center in Texas. And just before he was to give a testimony before the grand jury, McDougal suffered a heart attack in solitary confinement. In 2015, Walter Scheib, a White House chef hired under Bill Clinton, joined the list. His body was found at the bottom of a river, nearly two miles from the base of the trail he was reportedly hiking. An autopsy determined that Scheib's death was accidental drowning, but he might have known too much. 27-year-old Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich was shot and killed in D.C. this year. There is speculation that he was the source of the controversial leaked emails allegedly sent by DNC staffers, and that he may have been murdered in retaliation. Then Sean Lucas, the lead attorney in a fraud case against the DNC, was found lying on the bathroom floor by his girlfriend when she returned home on August 2nd. His death was reported classified, pending the results of an autopsy. To this day, questions remain. Yeah, a lot of strange deaths, a lot of similarities with the craziness surrounding Epstein. Now, like I said before, I don't know, maybe I'll get into it in this show or not, if I have time, the Seth Rich thing. I dismissed it for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden I saw a thread that made me scratch my head, make me go, you know what, I can't just shrug this off quite yet. Got to log it in the back of my mind, but also I have to think, you know, it's not beyond the Clintons to do something like that. I mean, they have a history. It's all I'm saying. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Patriot Mobile. Look, you give your money for cell phone service. You give your money to different businesses out there. And what do they do? They turn around and use it for different progressive ideas and progressive causes and put money behind things like Planned Parenthood and and anti-Second Amendment rights organizations. Well, Patriot Mobile is an option for you 
as far as cell phone service that you can pay in to a great service and at the same time support causes that you would want to support, like the National Rifle Association, you know, going against Planned Parenthood. All you have to do is call one 877 367 7524. You keep your keep your phone number, you bring your own phone, or you can buy a new one. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative cell phone company. It's reliable, has nationwide service, no hidden fees. They donate a portion of their profits to organizations fighting for the first and second amendments, family values, small government, and pro-life organizations. You've got the Moto Z3 Play. $5 a month, limited time only if you use the promo code 5 when you call one 367 7524 or visit PatriotMobile.com. You can use your cell phone every day. Patriot Mobile provides the opportunity for you to use your cell phone to make a change. You know, Big Mobile, like we said, supports values that you don't believe in, like Planned Parenthood, abortion, open borders, liberal candidates. Make the switch to PatriotMobile.com and support your values. Be sure to call 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524. So now let's go back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Hillary Clinton emails being sent to a Gmail address similar to the name of a Chinese company. Now, when now this is all coming out because it's coming on the cusp of the Inspector General you know, Horowitz, his report, the IG report's coming out soon. And apparently it's going to have some damning stuff. So there's an email address that they found using metadata that all of Clinton's emails were being forwarded to, whether it was sent or received. And it came up with Carter Heavy Industries. And when you search that, you come up with Shandong Carter Heavy Industries Company LTD. Well, they are a Chinese manufacturer of excavators and heavy machinery. So that's kind of odd. They didn't respond to comment when the Epoch Times was uh, trying to contact them. F- uh, Frank Rucker, the inspector general uh, investigator, and Jeanette McMillan, the, uh, in- also one of the IC uh, intelligence community inspector general uh, attorneys, told the FBI about the anomaly on February 18, 2016. At a meeting which included Peter Strzok. You remember that FBI guy who had just taken over as the section chief heading the investigation? Rucker told Congress that Strzok was aloof and dismissive and didn't ask many questions. Of course, Strzok since gained notoriety for the text message exchange that he had with FBI attorney Lisa Page, with whom he was having an extramarital affair. The pair expressed bias against then-Trump candidate Trump and in favor of Clinton during the 2016 presidential campaign. Remember, he was saying, oh, we're going to take him down. We're not going to let him win when she had concern over whether or not he was going to be able to win. McMillan told Congress that her understanding of the Carter Heavy Industries email was that it was a big drop box, like we said earlier. Everything's going through it. Even if you didn't address an email to this address, the email went to it anyways, McMillan said. Rucker told Congress that it appeared that Carter Heavy Industries email address was inserted into Clinton's server based on the reading of the metadata. Rucker was also concerned because he reviewed an email in which Clinton aide Huma Abedin and Abedin's husband, Anthony Weiner, discuss how Weiner's account was possibly hacked by a political opponent 
who ended up receiving copies of all his emails. That's interesting, given what we know about the Wiener laptop, because everything's on it. And NYPD made a copy. The investigator told Congress that it appears that the Carter Heavy Industries email was inserted into the routing table of Clinton's server, but that he can only be sure if he examined the server, which he did not have access to. There could be an alternative explanation as to why the email address was virtually in every uh, message, Rucker said. McMillan and Rucker were interviewed by the Senate Finance and Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committees on December 4th, 2018, in response to media reports that cited anonymous sources claiming that China gained access to Clinton's emails. The committees released unclassified versions of those transcripts, along with several sets of supporting documents on August 14th. The documents included several emails from Clinton and her staffers with message metadata showing that Carter Heavy Industries email address was part of the input, part of the recipient. Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz was aware of the ICIG's referral to the FBI, but did not address it in his 568 page report on the FBI and DOJ handling of the Clinton email inquiry. Horowitz had promised Congress a year ago to look into the report on what the FBI did to investigate this matter. The newly released documents include the results of Horowitz's inquiry in the form of an April 9th, 2019 letter to Senator Chuck uh, Grassley and Ron Johnson. The letter in the letter, Horowitz and the intelligence community inspector general Michael Atkinson write that the Carter Heavy Industries email account was created by Platte River Networks employee Paul Kambata who managed Clinton's email server. Cambetta, 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 whatever. Paul Cambetta allegedly created the Carter Heavy Industries email on August 20th, 2012. Cambetta then used the email as a dummy email in order to transfer messages archived on Clinton's second private server, second private server, to the Platte Rivers Network server in early 2014. What Cambetta did with the email account between 2012 and 2014 and who else had access to it before and after the transfer remains a mystery. Amazing. Neither the DOJ nor the ICIG inspector generals provide any details on whether the FBI examined the matter, which they probably didn't. Combetta's use of the email account is addressed in the Horowitz report, although it is referred to as a dummy email instead of revealing the actual address. Combetta, through an attorney, refused to be interviewed by the DOJ inspector general about the matter, according to the letter. Amazing. All of that, all of that information was going back to China. And why this isn't being looked into? I mean, Strzok's arrival on team falls into the January, February 26 overhaul of the entire chain of command of the Clinton email probe based on Ivan Penchikov from Epoch Times from what he has found. So, uh, foreign actors all over this. I mean, <laughs> I yet justice still will not come to the Clintons. And I guarantee you, when you see what's going on on the other side of the Epstein uh, situation, some new developments there, it makes you wonder, what was the cover-up for? Why was she running private servers? Why was Peter Strzok brought in and fought really hard to get that Wiener laptop using fraudulent warrants. Why was 
the entire FBI and DOJ falling on their swords for Obama and Clinton and everyone else that was in, in power because they were all about to go out the door and someone new was coming in in the front door. Someone new was going to be sitting in that that throne on, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Someone's going to be in the White House. And would they uncover all this? This is the magic question. So we'll get into that here in just a moment. Combat flip-flops, bad for running, worse for fighting. Combat flip-flops is a veteran-owned company that funds education and demoning. Everything combat flip-flops manufactures is made in an area of conflict or post-conflict, like Afghanistan, Colombia, Laos. And you can check out more about combat flip-flops by checking out the TED Talk by Combat Flip-Flops CEO Matt Griffin on YouTube. You can also use the promo code SLADE25 and you will get 25% off of your first purchase. Go to CombatFlipFlops.com. That's CombatFlipFlops.com. Back in just a second. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. Welcome back to the show. So we've been talking about Hillary Clinton and her emails being forwarded to a Chinese company with a Gmail account. Remember, Google has all those Clinton uh, Global Initiative people working within their company now. And uh, they also bought CrowdStrike, who oversaw the servers being looked into, you know, the, after the DNC hacking. Amazing. And they're still attributing the C, uh, DNC hacking to someone other than Russia, even though we had two years of a wasted uh, investigation and tons of tax money shoved down the friggin' gutter with Russian collusion that never happened. It's amazing. I don't know how they get away with this crap. They can get out there and make fake investigations up and do anything they want and then turn around and... Uh, yeah, say that, uh, yeah, it's uh, no big deal. Couldn't find anything. But we still think we need to impeach. You can't even make it up. And that's what I'm saying. When is justice coming? Because it's not coming for us. It's coming for everyone else who isn't involved. It's coming for people who just won elections. You know, fair and square, whether we like the candidate or not. He did win. So, um We've got a little bit on the Epstein front that I think we need to talk about. Just a little bit. A um, couple things that we see that, I don't know, maybe it's a little surprising. Maybe it isn't. First off, Jeffrey Epstein shipped $50,000 of cement. $50,000 to a truck to Pedophile Island three weeks before the damning expose was, was released, a, uh, what, about a year ago or so in the Miami Herald? Paying for the machine up front so it would arrive to the island quicker. So he literally could cover up the evidence. This is from the UK Daily Mail. Yeah, Je Jeffrey Epstein had $50,000 worth of cement trucks shipped express to his Caribbean island three weeks before an expose was published, which led to his arrest. The pedophile who was found dead by an apparent suicide, even though he's got broken bones in his neck that can only be broken through a strangulation. I'm not going to go back into all that again. While he was awaiting trial for sex trafficking, he got the Carmix 5.5 XL self-loading concrete mixer 
delivered to the island in November of last year. Epstein was in such a hurry that he paid for the machine up front so it would arrive sooner, even though it meant being responsible uh, if he got damaged in the uh, transit. Three weeks later, the Miami Herald published an, a series of articles called Perversion of Justice on November 28th, which eventually led to Epstein being arrested in July. Experts told Daily Mail that the possibility that it was used to literally cover up evidence cannot be discounted. Some have said they found bones on the island. I'm trying to remember where I saw that, but someone said bones were found on the island, which is insane. Maybe that's why he's trying to cover it all up. But yeah, so among other items that Epstein had sent to Little St. James in the U.S. Virgin Islands was a dentist chair, complete with all its parts. Epstein also sent a tile and carpet extractor that weighed 191 pounds. Now, why would he need the dentist chair? Is he going to just become a dentist? Going to get his orthodontist on? Or maybe he was trying to get rid of... I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know if he's going to set up a little side gig down there at that uh, pedophile island, you know, checking molars out. He also sent the tile and carpet extractor. Um, four months later, he was arrested at Teterboro Airport near New York, and that's when he was indicted. Federal agents will be scouring the property to find evidence for their investigation, and Epstein's use of a cement truck raises the prospect they may have to dig it up to find some of it. And there is pictures of that, the, the, uh, the, actual, uh, the actual location of Pedophile Island on fire a while back. Maybe he was trying to burn the evidence. Who knows? So he is covering something up. Not sure what it is, but he is covering a lot up. And we have to really kind of keep that in perspective because, you know, this is... There's something huge there. I don't care what anyone says. There is something so big that it's just going to blow the whole thing wide open as soon as somebody digs into it. And now they may have to actually dig in with jackhammers and I don't know. So now let's add to this uh, mix of Epstein drama because I've said there's tons of people implicated. Tons. Politicians. Bill Clinton's been there 27 times. Kevin Spacey. Uh, UN officials, people involved in tech, Bill Gates, the, the guy who uh, died in 2016, the AI artificial intelligence guy we talked about, who was a Harvard professor. And look who else is brought into this. This is from the, the uh, mirror, the UK mirror. George Clooney dragged into Jeffrey Epstein's scandal with claims of sex act with ex-lover. Oh, yeah. So the guy who's, you know, it, it made me wonder. People keep saying, man, I wonder if George Clooney's going to run. It's a good-looking guy. You know, everybody loves him. He was popular. He's Hollywood. You know, maybe he's like the uh, leftist Reagan, you know? Never married. Always with a girlfriend. Maybe he didn't want to run because of something that might be in his closet. I, I don't think he has the uh, level of depravity and, and lack of morals to the level of a Bill Clinton who is a sexual deviant. It's been that way since day one. So let's get to the article. Jeffrey Epstein's ex-lover boasted that she once engaged in a sex act with George Clooney in a toilet. Mm, that's classy. 
According to claims in court papers, the Hollywood star, 58, has been dragged into the scandal involving the dead pedophile billionaire Epstein's former sex slave, Virginia Guilfrey. In an explosive manuscript, Guilfrey claimed Gislaine Maxwell, the one who's hiding out in New England because she'll be the next to be killed, but she's the one who's coming out and saying, hey, I'm going to spill the beans and take everyone down with me. She was Epstein's madam, the one who procured all these women. The socialite who is accused of recruiting young girls for her former partner came back giddy as a schoolgirl after she performed an act on the uh, actor. The lurid claim is made in documents which were previously sealed in a defamation case between Gerfrey and Maxwell, but there is no suggestion Clooney was involved in underage sex or attended sex parties held by Epstein. No, they're not going to go that far. They're going to cover his behind as far as they can. In the documents seen by Mirror Online, Gerfrey, who's now 36, recalled in her memoir manuscript that Maxwell spoke of an alleged incident with George Clooney in 2001 during a trip the two women were on. But it is not known if this was when the encounter with Clooney, who is now married. That's right. He did get married. I forgot about that. I mean, the guy took forever to do it. Um, may have taken place sometime before. Mother of three, Gearfrey wrote of Maxwell, always the instigator of a good joke, but unable to take one herself. She didn't like when poked back that it was more in her recent taste of men. She since loved to brag about her rendezvous with various lovers. Once she came back giddy as a schoolgirl with an explosion of news, with all the buildup and excitement in her voice, you'd think she was the next crown princess, but she had just given George Clooney a hummer in the bathroom at some random event. <laughs> she never let that one down. Now, the manuscript was written in 2011 and used as part of a legal wrangling in the U.S. Uh, between the pair as they battled out Gearfrey's 2015 defamation case against Ghislaine Maxwell. The case was eventually settled in 2017, and the documents were sealed until last week. So, Epstein? Hmm. George Clooney? Crazy. Ghislaine, 57, who is the youngest child of disgraced media tycoon Robert Maxwell, started dating Epstein in 1992. It was claimed she actively took part in recruiting young women for sex with Epstein, as well as scheduling girls to come over and maintaining a list of their names and numbers. She was known as the Madam by the alleged victims. Maxwell has repeatedly denied allegations against her and has not been arrested, but she's hanging out on an island, or actually she's hanging out in New England because she was on the island quite a bit, and uh, she could be the next one to magically get suicided. Wouldn't surprise me in the least, knowing the level of insidious uh, crap that these people engage in on a regular basis. But maybe we get lucky. Maybe, maybe Ghislaine Maxwell puts it all out on the table and brings down all these people. And I'm hoping, yet again, everyone keeps saying Bill Barr is going to be the one to crack this nut wide open. Let's hope that he does. Let's hope that he perseveres. Let's hope that he doesn't look at it and go, oh, this is bad for the country and we need to just make it all go away. And poof, it just goes off into the night like every other incident. Let's get some justice. Let's not just sit here Benghazi in this thing all out. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. 
Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, it's beach weather. Maybe you're going camping with the kids. Maybe you're in the Boy Scouts. Maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site. For those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool for hours. Spring, summer, right around the corner, picnicking. Outdoor season is upon us, boys and girls. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. So the Clintons have a history of offing people that may have dirt on them. And, you know, we get into conspiracy theories whenever we touch that topic. But something kind of makes me think that this may be a little bit more than just a conspiracy theory when you look at what happened with Jeffrey Epstein. And in going through some of the clips that I've heard, you know, like the one we played on the last segment, they get into Seth Rich. Now, again, I can't confirm any of this. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I'm not trying to say that he was killed by the, by the Clintons or the DNC or anybody. But there's some interesting details about that evening and his background that make me give a little pause. So keep an open mind. This isn't, you know, InfoWars stuff here. I'm not trying to hit you with all these conspiracy theories because I'm thinking they're globalist and, you know, no. We're, uh, but we have to at least consider the possibility and log it in the back of our minds. And if for some reason something comes up that shows that this can be verified, we have full well knowledge of it. So this thread is from Matt Couch. Now, Matt Couch, he is with, um, the, what is it, the DC Patriot? Yeah, dcpatriot.com. And he's an investigator. Again, take all this with a grain of salt, but in light of everything that's happened, it makes me go, hmm, maybe there was something there. Now, this is all from his thread. Seth Rich was a DNC di uh, data director of new voter registration for the DNC. He wasn't just a regular staffer as the mainstream media portrays. Seth Rich was walking home from a night out, and he was shot at 4.19 a.m. early Sunday morning, July 10th, 2016. CIC uh, shot spotter alerted police to the shooting, a high-tech GPS system in high-crime cities around America that triangulates gunshots. Police would arrive in the scene and claim that it was a botched robbery. Although nothing was taken, he still had his cash, his wallet, his credit cards, necklace, watch, phones. We were originally told that he was uh, shorn, uh, shorn the back. Seth Rich, according to family and friends and workers at Lou's City Bar, was over at Lou's City Bar on the night of July 9th, uh, 9th 2016. According to Joe Capone, Robert Alonzo and others, he was there and they saw him that night. So Robert Alonzo was good friends with Lou's grandson, who also bartended there. It's all coincidental, right, America? 
We've been to Lou's City Bar several times. We canvassed the area. We're amazed that only one friend of Seth's and the staff recall seeing him that night. According to Joe Capone in 2016, Crime Watch TV interview, that what he told the Washington Post, Seth Rich left the bar around 1.30 a.m. on July 10th. Capone claims that he offered him a ride home or a cab, and Seth Rich declined both. At approximately 4.19 a.m., the CIC shop spotter reports shops, uh, shots fired in the area of Flagler and Northwest in Washington, D.C. Six officers responded to the shooting, and no lookout or bolo went out, or has ever been really, <laughs> and none of this was ever been released by the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police. Talking with multiple former and current homicide detectives on our team, the lookout is the most important thing you'll see in a shooting. The fact that it didn't go out and has never been released is very alarming to them. That's a major red flag. This is the only picture of Seth Rich the night that he was shot and murdered in Washington, D.C., and there's a picture of the officers surrounding the scene. Four of the six officers that responded to Seth Rich that night, the night he was shot, were wearing body cameras. Several of them were former Vice Squad members as well. Seth Rich was shot in 5D, but the area bordered up to the 3D per D.C. And this is from police precinct lines. In two years, not one of the responding officers has ever talked about the shooting of Seth Conrad Rich. $600,000 in rewards were offered and not one peep from a police officer about what happened. They worked very diligently to keep anyone from knowing what hospital Rich went to or who the first responders were. Our team broke this in the summer of 2017 while working on the case on the ground in Washington, D.C. DC uh, FEMS ambulance number 17 that rolls up to engine six was the only one on the scene. And they were the first there. They arrived on the scene at 4:33 AM and had Seth rich to MedStar hospital by 4:48 AM. America first media would break that. Dr. Christine trachium was the trauma surgeon who operated on Seth rich. She would pronounce him at, uh, after emergency surgery at 5.57 a.m. on the operating table. Joel Rich confirmed this in several interviews about the surgery. Dr. Christine Trankham, a renowned trauma surgeon, also performed surgery on Congressman Steve Scalise and saved his life when he was shot by a gunman at a softball field in Virginia in 2017. Now, why would they want to cover up what hospital Seth Rich went to? Ask yourself why that is. Who was at the hospital that night Seth Rich was brought in? He says, we know. Now, why would a high-profile figure in Washington, D.C. be at MedStar Hospital and arrive at almost the exact same time that Seth Rich was there? Who told them he was shot? How did they know? Those two people, you ask? DNC co-chair Donna Brazil and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Four of the six responding officers that responded to Seth Rich were wearing body cams. Those body cams, despite FOIAs, have never been released to the public or investigators. We have the body cams for Vegas and Broward County. So think of that. It's amazing. Now, what would be the reasoning the police didn't want anyone to see the body cams in the unsolved murder of Seth Rich? What was said? Who did he mention? Where was he at? And what did they take? There's something they fear from these body cams. 
The narrative would be set into motion that there was a string of robberies happening in that neighborhood, a man with a silver gun. But here's where the plot starts to thicken, and we're just getting started. Joe Capone, the general manager of Lou's, would completely change his story. On several recordings, including one done by uh, Jack Posebic, Joe Capone states that he was never at the bar that night. He actually states that he wasn't at the bar at all. <laughs> After telling Crime Watch TV in 2016 otherwise. Now, why would he change his story? Seth Rich grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and always wanted to be involved in politics. He graduated from Creighton University, and his first job in Washington, D.C. was with the polling and strategy firm Greenberg Queenlian Rosner. And that's where he would meet Andrew Theralt. Now, Andrew Theralt would eventually become Seth Rich's boss and mentor as the data, uh, data science director at the DNC. Theralt would also help Seth Rich get him a job at the DNC. In April 2017, Andrew Theralt would make this dreaded tweet and he would tag his murdered friend's Twitter handle in it. Why? Sending a message. This tweet, to many, was literally mouth-dropping and stunning. See for yourself. And he has CC at Panda for Progress. A group of pandas is called an embarrassment. Hashtag panda facts. Now, he says, to date, I've been blocked by Andrew and many of Seth Ridge's colleagues and friends who refuse to answer for these things he has posted or said. Now ask yourself why. What was the reasoning to tag your friend's Twitter account who has been dead for almost a year at that time in a tweet about an embarrassment? Yes, that's what a herd of pandas is called. But let's be realistic here, folks. Who does that? What was Andrew trying to say? Was this reaching out? Not knowing at the time, Andrew fired up the Seth Rich investigation once again. Pr uh, private investigator Rod Wheeler would be hired by the family and start working on the case diligently. The family stated they could not afford a private investigator. Republican businessman Ed Batowski offered to pay for Rod Wheeler's services to help the family out. The family and Wheeler signed a contract for him to work on the murder investigation, but he met resistance. Unbelievable. Rod Wheeler would work on many angles on the murder investigation, but ultimately it would lead him back to some of the same scenarios as, as Matt Couch's team. The family would not give Rob, uh, Rod the phone records, autopsy, and everyone that Rod spoke with would say something, uh, someone said, don't talk to you. No matter who Rod Wheeler talked to, they would always tell him, Aaron said not to talk about that. Rod asked about the laptop. He was told, no, you don't need to see that. And when he asked why not, Aaron told him, because I've already checked it. Rod asked about the phone and the phone records and was told the same thing. Rod asked, who was at the party Seth Rich attended? Told the same thing. Rod would talk to many people involved from Joe Capone, Seth Rich's girlfriend, Kelsey, and others. They would all tell him the same thing. Blank told me not to talk about that with you. So we'll let you make the conclusions on your own. The autopsy report Despite FOIAs has never been released to investigators in this case, despite D.C. police admitting they've exhausted all leads. Now, why wouldn't they want the autopsy report released in America? Oh, that's right. It'll show ballistics and toxicology. Two months before Seth Rich was murdered, the same Clinton attorney that hired Fusion GPS British uh, spy Christopher Steele also hired CrowdStrike to investigate the DNC servers, the ones that Google now owns. The ones who had a Gmail account, which goes to the Chinese. Now ask yourself this, 
Why would the DNC not allow the FBI and the Department of Justice to view their servers and help out? They were all for claiming that they were hacked by a foreign government trying to influence our elections. Furthermore, why does the mainstream media refuse to cover the investigation into the murder of Seth Rich? A botched robbery? In the words of Joe Rogan, says who? Show me proof of a botched robbery, and I'll show you 100 times more evidence that foul play was involved. The family stated that they were told by Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police that a video existed from the Flagler Market. The video showed Seth Rich collapsing and two other pairs of legs, possibly the killers. Where's the video from the D.C. police on this? When asked, officials with D.C. police declined an interview request. A police spokesman would not confirm the existence of a video or reveal what Rich may have said after he was shot, saying that the information could compromise the ongoing investigation. The parents of Seth Rich saw bruises on his face, and they said they thought Seth Rich fought them off. If you investigate Seth Rich and talk to enough people, that sounds nothing like Seth Rich. Two first responders and police told Rich, uh, Rich's family that Seth Rich wasn't in any pain, and he did not know his own address when asked. They stated that he gave an old address to police. We cannot confirm if this is true or not because police won't release the body cams. Exactly one month to the days of Seth Rich's murder, Julian Assange would mention the name Seth Rich unprompted on Dutch TV. Whether you like him or not, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks have been, haven't been wrong in 13 years. Julian Assange, WikiLeaks never sits on material. Our whistleblowers are significant to our efforts to get us material and often very significant risk. There's 27-year-old who works for us at the DNC who was shot in the back, murdered for unknown reasons, is what he said. But that was just a robbery, I believe, and I believe it wasn't. Or, well, the host said, but that was just a robbery. I, don't, I believe it wasn't. Julian Assange said, no, there's no findings. The host, what are you suggesting? Julian Assange, I'm suggesting that our sources take risk and they become concerned to see things occurring like that. And it goes on. But he makes a compelling case that this guy, Seth Rich, may have been so fed up because you've got the rift that's going on right now with the socialist, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez down the line, Bernie Sanders, and he was on Bernie's side. He was a Bernie bro. He saw the election being stolen on the Democrat primary side. Maybe he had the ability to go in there and just dump all these documents. And maybe, what did the Awan brothers know? Why were the Awan brothers from Pakistan given IT clearance and involved in all this? Maybe there's some documents going to Pakistan too. We don't know. There's a lot of what ifs on this, but if Jeffrey Epstein can get off the way he did because of what he knows, is it a far cry to say that Seth Rich would be murdered in a robbery where nothing was stolen because his access to data and the um, unimaginable release of all of those emails to the public, to WikiLeaks? Who knows? I'm not going to write it off all yet because of the fact that I don't put anything past these elitists. They will do whatever they can do to maintain their power. Sponsor for this portion of the program is Atron Teal. No, it wasn't made by Tron, but it's a crazy name with incredible results. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist proven to deliver relief from bloating and symptoms related to IBS in over four out of five people. It's made from the most potent polyphenol blends, which are essential for people suffering from autoimmune diseases. Entrantil is broken down by your gut 
to help your entire body. Entron Teal's 90 capsule box is normally $39.95, but when you buy three boxes with our coupon code, you get three months supply of bloating and digestive relief for only $99. Save over $20 on three boxes of Entron Teal. So make sure you get over to lovemytummy.com slash mojo, lovemytummy.com slash mojo, and pick up your three boxes of Atron Teal. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning into the show. Listen to us on Mojo 50 Radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio or go to mojo50.com every Wednesday, 10 p.m. You can also listen to us on the weekends, Saturday, 5 p.m., Sunday morning, midnight. Also, get the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Overcast, wherever podcasts are hosted. And be sure to give us a review. Give us a good five-star review that's going to help us go up in the ratings so we're more visible to others. You can also donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Show. Give $2 a month or go to anchor.fm and search Adrian Slade. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Gab, MeWe, Parlor, Convo, Snippy. Search Adrian Slade. Follow us on Twitter at Rants Out Loud or at Adrian Slade Show, which is the official show page on Twitter. And you can also read the blog, adrianslade.show.com. You can also get the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store on the Roku streaming channel store. Be sure to download the Adrian Slade Show Roku channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.